Are you accepting it? No, of course no. not. Rubbish. The government is not accepting it. Well, Welcome to Two Grumpy Hacks, the podcast. I'm Malcolm Farr, and of course, we're with Dennis Atkins. And this is the year of the fire hose of falsehood. This is podcast number 220 for this year, and so much is happening. Uh, Dennis, we've discussed before the fact that uh, Scott Morrison's got COVID cover, that a, a lot of voters are prepared to put up with his incompetence, his his failed promises, his uh, inaccurate forecasts, as long as they thought he was protecting their health and their personal finances from the worst of the pandemic. Well, that cover is starting to get some holes in it recently with uh, some accusations backed by fact that the federal government has made an absolute schmozzle of distributing the vaccine and getting enough numbers, uh, specifically in some cases in uh, uh, residential homes for the elderly. There are huge uh, gaps in um, the uh, the vaccine distribution. And we, 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 we have the Prime Minister going from, uh, look, this is not a race, it's not a competition when it comes to getting the vaccine, to saying, everybody hurry up and get the vaccine. Uh, all in the space of a, of a couple of weeks. And uh, your, your your good mate, Greg Hunt, the health minister, looking rather ridiculous over the last couple of days. Uh, is, is this going to affect the, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the adoration of the prime minister, you think, in the long term? Um, well, I, I, it might take a bit of shine off of him, uh, but not that much. Um, uh, I mean, it, it, it's interesting that, you know the the polls are still consistently uh, showing support for Scott Morrison and his government. Um, more so for Scott Morrison than his government. His government is sort of a, about sort of level pegging with the Labor Party, um, but you know that's sort of a. It, 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 I'm not sure that that's a, an accurate picture of, of where things are in the places that matter around the country. But if we look at the Prime Minister, uh, his support is still in the, the 60s. Uh, the most recent uh, um, evidence we've had is is from the ABC's Australia Talk Survey, which found support for the federal government um, in the 60s, but the state government's towering above that, uh, you know, as high as 90% with Western Australia and South Australia and even Victoria, where a, a lot of people um, have, have had a bit to complain about with, with uh, having four lockdowns in that state. Support for the, the way that the government in Victoria is handling things is still 70% higher than the federal government. Um, so his his support is still in positive territory, um, and you know, and that's where he wants to be. I don't think he would want it to slip any further than it has. Uh, I think it has come off a bit, um, and I think he should be worried. You know, the interesting thing about Scott Morrison is that he he sort of he gets hit by reality all the time, and then scrambles to sort of remake reality. Um, and 
you know, and he, he's sort of doing that at the moment. Um, you know, is it going to do him long-term damage? Uh, a bit, yes, enough to, for him to lose the, the election. I don't think there's enough evidence to say that we can draw that conclusion yet at all. I think we get, we're getting a pretty good idea of what Liberal focus groups are telling uh, the party in as much as the Prime Minister tends to sprout the findings uh, uh, with uh, you know, great regularity. And it's along the lines of, uh, uh, look, don't bother me, I'm busy protecting you from uh, the pandemic and uh, you know, don't be like the Labor Party and you know, politicising all this. I just can't be bothered because I'm just tied up with protecting all you people. Uh, and one would guess that's what uh, ordinary folks are telling uh, the focus group uh, people and who are passing that on to uh, the Prime Minister. Would that sound reasonable? Absolutely. Uh, and I, I think you, you could add to that that, uh, you know, um, Australians are saying in those focus groups, as they're saying, you know, just in the street, you know, where else in the world would you rather be? Um, and uh, uh, I think that the evidence from around the world um, that people continue to see, um, whether it's, you know, sort of in India or uh, whether it's in uh, some of the Southeast Asian countries now uh, and and also the re-emergence of the virus in Britain in, in just the last few weeks, uh, all of these things just reinforce that view that people would rather be in Australia. Uh, you know, but you know, it is remarkable that, that this Prime Minister and this government is so driven by polling and by focus groups. I can't remember, and I've spoken to a lot of people to try and... Uh, find an example from the past of a government which in power the party has done regular polling not just once a month or once you know when there's a big event like a budget or something but every week this government this the liberal party polls every week and uh, yeah I, I find that quite extraordinary um you know uh, there's some suggestion that kevin rudd used to do it uh, a bit but not all the time, uh, but usually uh, political parties uh, between elections just poll on a sort of irregular basis. This government does it all the time, and we hear what those polls are, t are saying whenever the Prime Minister opens his mouth, or most of the time when he opens his mouth. Which would seem to indicate a government that stands for nothing except its re-election, which might be too harsh, but I think that's a, a valid position to take. Now, of course, uh, you would think that if the Prime Minister and his government under, are under a certain amount of attack, this would benefit the opposition. But like the Labor Party has disappeared. It, I mean, I think, um, I think Scott Morrison is quite right when he says that it's, it's too involved with its own affairs. Uh, and you know, the New South Wales Party and uh, uh, Joel Fitzgibbing is now an authority on taxation. He's lecturing his federal colleagues on what to uh, what to present next election uh, it, it's not the sort of stable opposition uh, that that wins election and I I, I keep saying that uh, Anthony Albanese just does not look like a man who will become prime minister not because he doesn't have the gravitas or whatever but simply because he is yet 
to show that he has the confidence and the ability to take on Scott Morrison, someone who, uh, who, who is quite wretched at times but manages to survive. Now, is that too harsh? No, no, I think that's that's uh, uh, you know, as much as Anthony Albanese might, mightn't like it. I think that's a, a pretty fair summary of, of where the Labor leader and the Labor Party is. I mean, I think you know the the fact that a state by election in a national party seat that's been held by the National Party for ninety five years, um, you know, that 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 uh, that Labor really shouldn't have a hope in hell of winning. The fact that the Labor Party lost it yet again <laughs> after, mm. after 95 years spooked the Federal Labor Party so much says a lot about the the absence of confidence uh, within the Federal Labor Party. They They know that they're not getting their message across. They know that they're leader is not working uh, but they don't know what to do about it um, and uh, I think that is their biggest problem their biggest problem is they know they're in a terrible position but they really don't know what to do about it they're too frightened or they haven't got the will or, or the ability to change leaders uh, now that might help them um, who knows uh, but they but they can't they can't do that they can't work out exactly how to change the conversation, um, and and they're they're a bit sort of you know uh, they're cornered by by Scott Morrison, and if you're cornered by Scott Morrison, you know, you you, you, you really should hand in your your uh, practicing certificate. I, I I think so. You know, leave the L plates on your uh, political vehicle. Uh, let's put you on the spot. If Anthony Albanese did decide, look. Uh, I'm going nowhere. The best thing I can do for this party that I've served so loyally for so long is to step aside. For whom should he step aside? We've all sorts of talked about Penny Wong coming to the lower house. I can't quite see that. But uh, who do you think, in, you know, in that extreme situation, might replace him? Uh, well, I, I think that you know, probably a majority of the party thinks that they would have a better chance of holding their position and perhaps even doing a bit better than that. And really, they don't have to do much better than hold their position to win government. You know, they're, they're, you know this, this is a, a parliament where there's only one seat in it. Um, so, you know, the, the Labor Party doesn't have to win many to win government. But uh, I think, you know, they think that they could hold their position at least and, and not go backwards with Tanya Plibersek. Um, there's not a great deal of confidence that she's a long-term answer, but they think that she would do better than Anthony Albanese. The problem for Tanya Plibersek is that she, like Anthony Albanese, comes from the New South Wales left, and the New South Wales right don't want her to get the job. Uh, so, you know, they're prepared to sort of, you know, throw everything uh, in her way to stop her from getting the job. So yeah, it's a it's a, it's a bit of a um, you know a standoff. Um, there, there's talk of Jim Chalmers from Queensland. Uh, he's certainly a a good performer and a very capable politician, uh, and he's also got ability in terms of talking to the voters that, that the Labor Party needs to communicate with. Um, so uh, you know. Uh, again, he he has got um, 
some powerful enemies within the right that's his faction uh, elsewhere in the country and and people say that it's not his turn uh, and um, uh, unfortunately for the Labor Party, uh, as long as this idea of, you know, you, you can only have the job when it's your turn persists, uh, it'll never be their turn. Uh, that nothing would anger the ordinary punter more than, than hearing, you know, uh, you know, spreading the spoils uh, as, as if it was uh, some some magical entitlement uh, you know, that, that they would have, have them voting for. I, I can't think of... Uh, Oh, I know. I had them voting for that uh, that chap who lives up your way and owns lots of mines and is now backing Craig Kelly. Um, <laughs> gee whiz, what a team, eh? Yeah what, what, yeah, what what a unity ticket those two are. Anyway, yeah. well, uh, I, I I think we'll see uh, more erosion of uh, the, the 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 glory and adoration of Scott Morrison simply because he is so singularly incompetent. And incapable, and uh, I, I think that even the, the great rescue missions launched by Josh Frydenberg and others won't protect him all the way through. But I agree with you that doesn't mean that he's going to be uh, a loser at election time. Still, there's uh, there's about roughly a year to go. We'll see what happens, and we'll see what happens uh, next week. In the meantime, it's goodbye from him, and it's goodbye from me.